Temiz denilir o. When he speaks about the virtue of sablonus, of being able to tolerate certain circumstances, certain people, certain things that happen to him. Now he's telling us how we should look at some of them as follows. Most of the difficulties, adversities, and also physical suffering they're created only for the purpose of stimulating the man's mind for his dores or First of all, to be energetic and to seek a cure for his troubles. For instance, if we didn't have this sense of pain, then people would be ill and not know it until it's too late to cure themselves. But now they are given a warning and they run to those who are capable of helping them and they can save their lives. For the case a woman in Canada who was holding her hand over the gas range and she smelled meat burning she didn't realize it was her own arm that was burning in the fire. She didn't have this sense of pain. It's a terrible disaster. And the pain is a blessing. Pain is a benefit. It warns us that we have to do something. To prevent a danger for the entire body. Or danger losing cholera a certain limb. <coughs> certain discomfort in the eye. He goes to those who are able to counsel him. Otherwise he might cholera lose his eye. And therefore we have to understand that pain is a gift from Hashem. Suppose that pains continue a long time. Sometimes it's even worse than death. The suffering is worse than death. And he desires to die. created a certain stratagem to soften the attack with the pain. By means of custom, practice. It means habit. Sometimes people have pain for the first time. It's very difficult. After a while, they become accustomed to it. It doesn't mean that they're happy, but to some extent, the sharpness of the pain is dulled by habits. So habit is one of our Kodesh Borahu's ways of helping us 
combat some of the suffering. Or are you the truth is malicious? Oh, there are chemicals, the medicines that can weaken our gorgeous that can weaken the nerves, that the nerves shouldn't be so responsive to pain. It's also a gift of our Kodesh Borahu, and we have to understand that Kigon, Mishihu Rogel Limchik, as an example. Both the person is accustomed to put out the flame of a candle with his fingers. He snips the flame between his fingers and extinguishes it. Now the first time, it burns his fingers. But miskashe, al by means of this, the skin of the fingers become hardened. And therefore, the sharpness of the sensation is no longer as painful. It's dulled by the thickness of the skin, which becomes hardened against pain. Same as you walk. If you're a walker, so your heels become hardened with scales. People work hard, their palms of their hands become hardened. Akkodesh Baruch is making us capable of dealing with difficult situations in life. Now, if there was a tear in your pants, it won't help. Time can go by, the tear won't heal. But if it was, let's say, if there's a certain situation where you're working with your hands, and you have abrasions and friction. After a while, your hands become hard, and they're capable of resisting that pain. Sit that aside so far. And now it adds another benefit <coughs> of such experiences. <coughs> they stimulate him to take steps to prevent repetition of such things. And therefore he gets busy and he takes all precautions now in order not to have to repeat that experience. That's also a benefit. If not for the pain, he wouldn't have bothered. And he would have allowed himself to be exposed to danger constantly until it's too late. More important is the fact that a person worries and is afraid of pain. Long before the beginning of the pain. It urges a man to take counsel of his common sense and he looks for means to prevent even the beginning of the pain. He should try to avoid things that caused the pain last time. Not to encounter it anymore. 
or I'll call upon him, or or to throttle it before it comes into existence. Let's say he learns, for instance, how to react to certain difficult situations. Let's say he knows that having hiccups is a very big nuisance. So what does he do? Now he learns that the first time he ever won, he won hiccup, you immediately hold your breath as long as you can, and then breathe out, then take another long breath, hold it again, and that's how people who have suffered now learn how to take care of themselves to prevent a recurrence. And many experiences in life are like that. People look back and say what they suffer is from their negligence, and as a result, they learn to be more careful. And therefore, we have to understand our Kodesh Baruchu intended these experiences in order to give us the benefit of learning the stratagem of avoiding these things. Is that little piece? He is actually leading up to the subject, which is going to be the understanding when something does happen, that it's for your benefit. Sometimes we're able to perceive the benefit. Even if you're not able to see the benefit, you should understand our Kodesh Borahu is doing it for some good cause. And therefore, difficulties that come in life can be utilized by wise people as much as possible to learn not only how to avoid such situations with certain lessons come into their minds as a result of the experiences. That's why a person who suffered in life is a much wiser person than the one who never had any suffering. Imola says that Rabbi Yechelen used to get up for an old goy, an old Gentile. Rabbi Yechelen who was one of the Chief Chachmi Atoyer got up for him. And he said, How many hardships passed over this man? And Rashi said, Nisim and Tzoros. Nisim, everybody, even Gentiles, experience remarkable things that happen in life. It's experience. Sometimes you learn, don't worry, something will happen to save me. Because his brother who is in charge, even the old guy can think that as a result of experience. How many troubles came upon him? In the end, was he was rescued from his troubles, or the fact that he had solace. Solace makes a man better, and that made the old guy so important that the Rabbi Yehan got up for him. So, as you have solace, or elderly Jew went through difficulties in life, and he's an old woman, had troubles in life, you should know they have gained a great deal of wisdom, and that wisdom they take with them, the Jew takes it with him. It's part of his spiritual baggage. And many other benefits we don't realize <coughs> right now that I call this brother bringing the difficulties for the benefit of you in some way that someday you'll discover that you have to thank Hashem. Like it says in Yeshayat, 
will say on that day, someday you will say, Hashem ki I thank you, Hashem, that you were angry at me. Someday we'll say that. We thank you, Hashem, that you were angry at me. Some of the bottom paragraph. <coughs> He speaks about the necessity to train oneself to tolerate all circumstances. Not to be overcome by disappointment or displeasure just because something happened or because in a certain state. There are two elements here that are important. One is the Mida Toivo of Sablonus is a perfection in itself. It's a slimness of character. When a person has enough self-control to adjust to all the circumstances, HaKadosh Baruch who favors him like any other good leader. Hashem desires people to have good leaders. And making good leaders in oneself is Avedas Hashem. And the second element is a matter of emuna. When a person understands that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of everything, who Hashem Elokeinu is our Hashem. Behold, Ovetz Mishpato. In all the world are His judgments that He does as our Hashem. It means everything that He does, He does for His good reasons. And therefore, when a person sees something happen, or he's in a certain circumstance that could make another person very unhappy, he understands that Hashem is doing it, and there's a good reason for it. Many times, it's for his own benefit. Or it's for the benefit for the world. Whatever it is, Hashem does for good. Whatever the merciful was, does, it does for good. <coughs> and therefore, a Sablon actually is a Maimin. Now, to work on Sablonis, therefore, is both a perfection of character, which is a mitzvah in itself, good midas. The Hamas says in Hilchus Shuva that Tikkun Amidas is even more important than Shuva for Aveas. Because Midas control all of our actions, not an individual Aveva. <coughs> If a person has a weakness in a certain leader, many things are no good that he does. And his thoughts and intentions are no good. If a good leader is killed many machshobas, many amaisim. So therefore, in itself, it's a perfection and a vedas Hashem. And secondly, as was said, it demonstrates a person is firm in his understanding that Hashem is controlling everything and therefore 
he does not rebel, does not have resentment against the circumstances. That's why men or women who learn this meter are able to live together for many years, and even though they didn't work on it, at the beginning they had trouble, but because of practice, little by little they became accustomed to it, they couldn't help themselves. In the olden days, with no recourse, women couldn't make a living, and therefore they had to be at peace with their circumstances. And after a while, the women became accustomed to their men, and the men became accustomed to their wives, and they're able to live long years together, like you mentioned above. A laborer works with his hands, the skin of his palms become thick, that he doesn't feel anything. They're so tough, like leather, or our feet, because they're walking, the soles of the feet are thick and don't have such tenderness. And people who live together for years, after a while, get accustomed to each other. Even business people get accustomed to customers that are bothersome because they can't allow themselves to insult a customer. After a while, they become more tolerant. Or, I'm a lamed of ten acres. The teacher of children, if he wants to remain in his panasa, he has to control his temper. And even though the boys are making trouble and looking for mischief, he's able to maintain his self-control because that's his panasa. And after a while, he becomes automatically a sovereign. He gains, of course, much better when people at the very beginning have learned sovereignness. I was going to tell us in the last paragraph, Ayin Zion, Avol Oi Lolo Ish, Hamifunik, Shalonis Hanech, Savlanis Meoma. Woe is to that person, a tender person, means he's not toughened by experience, not a, trained to Savlanis ever never had to suffer anything and didn't train himself to be prepared for what's going to happen. Because it's going to happen. Eventually, he's going to taste the cup of suffering that comes from tests that I call the Buddha sense. Hashem sends tests on men. And we have to learn how to react properly to those tests. And he might be a failure because he never trained himself. O kapore. Well, sometimes things happen as a kapore for the wrong things that we did. And therefore, if we accept it, it's a kapore that's machaper upon us. A person is rebellious and angry. Why did this happen to me? He's not willing to accept the kapara, so then it's lacking in atonement for his sins. All these things are destined to come on people in this world. There's no such thing as a person not having some troubles in life. 
There always will be some troubles in life. Holy live. Of course, as much as we're able to forestall them by looking ahead, certainly we should try to avoid troubles. But troubles will come on everybody. Looking back, even young people can see they had times of troubles. And therefore, it's important to train oneself beforehand to be able to withstand the Nisoyen. A man is born for toil, or translate for adversity. A man is born for hardships. Even the biggest Oshia, biggest, most powerful hero, everybody is born to have some kind of difficulties. You look on the career of great men, you see there are times when they had great trouble in their lives. And therefore, there are no exceptions. And everyone must prepare himself that if Holila, something will happen that requires self-control, he is ready for the Nisoyan, ready to accept it, both as an accomplishment of good leaders and both as a Muna in the Darkei Hashem. Say after here. And this we see children who are the only child in a family. And therefore they've been brought up to have all their desires fulfilled. Didn't have any brothers and sisters with whom to compete. When they marry, many times it becomes very difficult for them to get along with another person. They're not trained for the test of restraining themselves. Because when you deal with somebody else in marriage, you must learn to restrain yourself. You must learn. You cannot always change your partner to suit your whims. And many times, you'll have to make peace. That's how the person is. That's how my wife is. That's how my husband is. You have to make peace with it. And you get rewards for that. And the one reward is that you continue in a more calm existence. But people who rebel know it has to be the way I want. Like a woman once told me, that's how I am. I said, don't go into tantrums. That's how I am. I want to go into a tantrum. That's how I am. And therefore, she separated from her husband. But people can't be that way. In this life, you have to be able to control your tantrums and your disappointments. That's for your own good. How is it in business? Anything else. You have to control yourself. Two partners. You have to get along with each other. You may not like the other partner, but you shouldn't say it. The partners have to be together to make money. That's a purpose. If he helps you make money, you're satisfied, even though you don't like him. And that's a very great asset in life in many ways. It's an asset for health, too. Many people have ruined their health because they couldn't tolerate what their wives are telling them. And they answered back. And therefore, they acquired diabetes. The metabolism is upset. And there are two cases like that. 
just because of inability to tolerate someone else. I know another man had a heart attack because of his wife. Of course, no mitzvah for a person to cause his made a heart attack, but the other party should have trained himself beforehand as much as possible. If you're getting married, that's to make up your mind, you're going to get along with that person. And even though you won't be able to have everything in your way, nevertheless, you'll be satisfied, because as long as you live together as husband and wife, having children too, maybe, so therefore you're accomplishing your purpose. That's your partner. And even though the partner may sometimes be very troublesome to you, nevertheless, the man that learns how to this will maintain his health and will succeed. Finishing the study of the Mide of Sablonis, which means to be able to tolerate circumstances that are against your desire, or to be able to tolerate people that are not in admiration of them. But once a person gains control of himself, is a savlon, and his wisdom takes over. And he deals with diplomacy. Let's say he walks in the street, and on the corner there's a bum or two, gentile bum, and they say something insulting to him. He learns Sablanus. So he just keeps on going, and nothing happens. With another Sablan, he becomes insulted, and looks back, looks at them with an angry look. Oh, that's the beginning of trouble. So a person can save his life by Savalonis. person who is an employee, and he will say something to his employer because he cannot tolerate his employer's constant bossing him, and he says something, a retort, and ruin his career in that place. Might have to leave. If he's able to restrain himself and ignore what was said to him, he could continue successfully. A man who is angry at a customer loses the customer, and so on throughout life. Lack of sablonis is a loss to people. The ability to do things under control and allow your reason, your cycle to take over instead of your emotions is a very big accomplishment of shlemus. I was explained in the Chavis Halvavis is one of the three purposes of coming to this world to become like the Malochim has saved him.
like the Malachim, who can tolerate things. Now, that's such a big point that they consider one of the three reasons why we are in this world, according to Hevaz Halvavis. To learn to be Savalonim. Now, that doesn't mean, it was explained already here, that it's a mitzvah to suffer. If you're able to avoid it, let's say, you don't walk on the street where there are bombs. You keep away from such streets. If you look ahead and you see bombs around the corner, walk on the other side of the street. If you encounter somebody who is unpleasant, Make it your business not to be there. You can avoid these things. Some Israelites avoid them. However, many times the situation is not because of your control, and therefore, that's where the media of Sabonis comes in. And all throughout our lives, as a very big achievement, have opportunities again and again, especially in marriage. We have to deal with another person every day for many years. You're being tested constantly and you're able to gain sablonness. Doesn't mean you have to always yield, but you can be calm and be polite. And sometimes, by the right words, you can avoid any kind of mi- Misfortune, whereas people who are not Sablonim run into great troubles in married life, and sometimes their breakups however, the lack of Sablonis. And so, no end, there's no end to the value, to the reward, or the greatness of this meeting. It should be explained more at length. We're going to go into the next meeting now. And we'll start now the subject of Bida Saseda on Samachai. Page Samachai. First we'll study the motto for that week. Each week you work on one meter. The motto is All your deeds and all your desires should be arranged with a certain order. Our each one should be in the right place and also at the right time. Also, whatever you're thinking should be concentrated on what you're doing now. Now this subject, there's a great deal of explanation. But it's so important. Sometimes it's connected to the meter of aslus, of laziness. When the person is lazy, let's say he has his keys, and instead of going to the place where he always puts his keys, comes to the house, he puts it in the first place that occurs to him. And later, when he needs his keys, he can't find them. Don't remember where he put them. It wastes time. Sometimes there are emergencies arise because he doesn't know where the keys are. And therefore, 
have to have a Malkam Kuvua, a place where you always put your keys, where you always put everything. It should be a set place for that. That'd be a set time when you do things. Set times you go to sleep. Now sometimes there's laziness. Too lazy to go to sleep. Sometimes, not because of laziness, is it disorderly man? And as it out about to go to sleep, he notices a magazine, even a full magazine. He wants to pick it up and read it a little bit. And many times he goes to sleep late because of that. After having a Seder, he must go to sleep at a certain time. It's so important to get in enough sleep every night. So important to everybody. Don't realize how much trouble is caused by lack of sleep. And many times it's because of a lack of a Seder. Also, in the matter of thinking, it will soon see when you're dominant, your business is dominant. Your mind has to be on the words that you're saying. It shouldn't wander around. And that is a very great disturbance in the function of Trila, which is one of the major functions of our lives. It's the lack of Seda. When you think in business, some other time. Right now your business is Davana. By Cole's mind, there's a time for everything. Everything should be done in its proper time. I will start inside for a little bit, then you'll repeat it. Turn to Mem Zion, to Summer Zion, paragraph 10. In Sinu Anoshim we find even a case of people, good people, who are learned in Torah and wise people, and they have good character. They're lacking orderliness in the matters of their homes, and in their dealings. In my base of people, I give a muscle. So if it was somebody is careless with his checking account, he's not dishonest, but he overdraws, he gives you a check that bounces. Now it's a big nuisance for people. Get a check that bounces. And immediately they suspect that you're trying to deceive them. But actually, it's only a lack of orderliness. And you kept an account of what they're given out in checks and how much money you have left in the bank, you wouldn't have thought and such as an error. And therefore, being odom in money matters, many times people do injustices because they like to say that. Even though they're good people. Oh, be iskele modem, they feel awesome. The matter of learning or the matter of Dhamma. Yeshmahim She Kleibesom Tashmishem 
a tzivurim, on kezon some people, their home things, their utensils, and their garments are scattered in a disorderly way. Abgodim, bakdeiras, when I saw sometimes the garments, sometimes the pots in the same place. Arevis, vatsvorim, the vats, and the sforim, all mixed together, and you need a certain safer, and you're look, looking for it, you can't find it. If every safer had its place, let's say, all this sforim on the Gemara, in one place, Shittim Kribetz is all in one place. All the was in one place. All the Shuvis for him, Shuvis in one place. All the Musas for him in one place. All the Chumoshim and Tanakhs in one place. And when you need it, you'll find it immediately. Otherwise, many people at this forum are in Arubia, and when they go look for the Savior, they can't find it, so they give up, and they lose the opportunity to find that information that they needed. Now that's in a superficial way, sometimes it's more dangerous. A person is not misused in the way he walks across the street without thinking. It's not misused. That's about Seder. Seder is that before you cross the street, every time you must always look to the left and to the right. Always. Always look to the left and to the right. A misuda is able to guard himself. And don't say it's up to Akkadish Borahu, it's Digzim in Hashemayim. Akkadish Borahu is going to punish the Shaitim according to Ashtush. I gave you free will, Hashem said. I gave you Sehot to protect yourself, you're not doing it. Therefore, everything should be with the order. If there's a law that you have to have, a safety belt if you sit in the pharmacies, don't think you're so wise and you can outsmart the government. Understand that Seder requires you to do what's good for your safety. Very important point that. And therefore, Seder can save people's lives. It saves you money. It saves you many things. And Seder is part of our striving for shlemus, or perfection, that leads to Olam now before we go on, the subject of all these midas is Hegel. Habit. Gain right habits. Habit is one of the biggest enemies and one of our best friends. When people have wrong habits and they practice them a long time, then it becomes very difficult to overcome. Habit makes it ingrained, hardened. And it's very difficult to change habits. That's why you have to be careful not to gain wrong habits. But good habits, yes, it's a bracha. And don't think because it's a habit and come easy now, you won't get reward. No. As Salanto says, you're going to get reward even though you do it because you're a tzaddik and it's easy for you. But who made it easy? Yourself made it easy by training yourself in the right way. And therefore, by learning these meters here, we are in this safer, and training ourselves in good habits,
we're going to get the rewards for all the good things that result from these good habits. And therefore it pays, it pays to put in effort to exercise that wonderful gift in Hashemayim, habit. Now all good things can be misused. You can take a Gemara and hit somebody over the head too with a Gemara. So anything good can be misused. Habit is a blessing, not called the Only you shouldn't misuse the habit. You can use it properly to train yourself to good to good things. At first it's not easy. First few times, a little difficult. After a while, it becomes easier and easier. Then it becomes a habit, and then you're going to get compound interest on your investment. You'll always be rewarded for the good things you're doing, even though you do it out of habit. And that's why it's so important to learn these things here. To learn what kind of habits you should gain. A habit of going to sleep on time. No matter what, go to sleep on time. It's a habit. A habit, going to the bathroom every morning. Even though you don't feel any need. Solicit your bowels anyhow. Every day make an attempt. Many times you're surprised. You thought you didn't need it, and you discover that you succeeded in the bathroom. So make it a habit. Every day, go to the bathroom before, and you have to get early enough to do that. You shouldn't be in a rush. And therefore, there are thousands of good habits that we have to gain. And these habits will be all blessings for us as time goes on. We'll get rewards for the many years that we follow these good habits.
Samach Zayan, nine lines up from the bottom. V'yesh l'cho acherem. He speaks about the subject of orderliness. Seda. Now we'll soon see it's more important than we think. Yes, there's certain people Shemishtakin the Amek Iyun Halachas. They sink into profound meditation in Halachas. Their minds are occupied by certain considerations to pull in it's worthwhile, it's a mitzvah, no question about it, but it becomes so involved in what they're doing that they forget everything about them. And they can sometimes walk into peril because of that. Remember a case? Slobodka was a famous man Went always in the street thinking and learning. He's a bump into the telegraph poles. And he didn't know what happened. He said, excuse me, to the telegraph pole. Now that absence-mindedness is a lack of Satan. Even though he's engaged in a very worthwhile occupation, thinking and toilet, nevertheless, he shouldn't sacrifice the quality of orderliness. For some people, meditate in halachas or cheshbenus, masimat, or they meditate in business when it feels manas. Now, I see some people. Unfortunately, very many people. I don't know if they think of halachas, but they think of other things in That's a lack of orderliness. The time now is to concentrate on Shmonesa. Other thoughts can wait till after Shmonesa. It's only a lack of being Misuda. Some of them walk with their eyes open to the street. They don't hear or see anything. They cross a one-way street without looking the right way. Sometimes, just a mess that they're saved. Because the person stopped in time. Sometimes they're injured. They goof on physically. Or their property is destroyed by just carelessness. Whatever they do, however, they lose credit in the eyes of people. People despise them. People respect only those who follow a certain procedure of orderliness in their behavior. That's also a consideration to maintain your good reputation. Person must be most careful in matters of confusion of mind. He should train himself. Don't think I do it already. Very good. You have to train yourself even more. The finest call mark chapter was in Shosibur. 
to vacate all of his thoughts and concentrate only the matter in which he is now engaged in doing. Build that. That alone. Now you can see from the Davenin that it's not fully fulfilled. Therefore, there's one area in which everybody can recognize the necessity for Seda. He's standing here and thinking about Spain. He's thinking of far off things. Sometimes he's putting on his talus and makes a block on Tzvillin. It happens. Happens. Unfortunately, it happens many times. Now, this subject actually is the foundation of Torah. Torah requires orderliness. You must do certain things. You must do them at the right time and the right way. And the Jew, who is a Shema Mitzvah, is automatically trained to a very big extent in orderliness. doesn't mean that he doesn't have to work more, but he is more than anybody else an orderly person. He doesn't follow the whim of the moment, but he knows he's governed by rules, and this person is a man who is subject to Satan. The opposite of Satan is, Bishrirus libi ela. I'll go the way my mind wants to do. That's the opposite. That, of course, Hashem said, I will not forgive that man. A person who wants to do what he wishes to do is not going to be loyal to Hashem and he's a lost man. That's his generation today, by the way. And that youth is being trained to disobey in the schools and in the public uh, publications. Everywhere you see it, just do it. And youth are encouraged to be wayward. And of course, they do things that harm them. That's why so many have died before their time by taking narcotics, other things. Now, if we look back on our history, we'll find that the time when we were most well-ordered was in the Midbar Sinai. There never was such an ideal time. The entire nation was under the surveillance of Meshach Rabbeinu. And they had Sore Asore. Of every ten, one person was a magistrate. It says, the Shoftuas on the Holes. They judged the people at all times. So one man was always with the other nine and making sure that they kept all the rules. Then there was a Sore Hamishim. Every fifty, one of them was the magistrate over all the others. And then Sore Mayors, hundreds, who supervised all those under him, and Sore Alofim, and all of them were responsible to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, in the Midbar, in addition to keeping all the laws of the Torah, 
which they did more than any other generation. No question. Now, under such arrangement, it was impossible for people to be loose in their ways. You have to realize that. It states in the Imorah in Sanhedrin of Zion Amadala, we learned it. It says, Kadhavi Azizin Rechimta, when our love was greatest. So you must say, what do you mean our love was greatest? He said, when our love was greatest, we used to lie together on a bed as narrow as a knife. And now that our love is not great, even a very big bag of 60 amas is too small, too narrow for us. So when it said, it refers to the Deir Hamidba. The Deir Hamidba, we had a very small Mishkan, but the Shekhinah was always there. But the love was greatest there. Later, when Shlomo built the base, I made this a big spacious building. And even then, the Shekhinah was not there in the same degree as it was in the Midbar. No comparison. So it means the love was greatest when we were in the Midbar. Now at that time, you have to know, they were the most constricted people under the strictest discipline ever in our history. That's part of the love. Now not only did they find it impossible to transgress. They didn't want, or even they would want to transgress. They were under supervision every moment. They said, they show off this on the whole race. They should judge the people at all times. In their homes, the behavior had to be perfect. These judges of the ten, if they heard any quarreling, in somebody's tent, it was reported to the officers of the fifty. And he reported to the officers of the hundred. It's finally reached Mesha Abena's ears. And there was a certain reaction, no question about it. The behavior had to be also perfect. You couldn't hide, he didn't have any stone walls behind which to hide. A tent. You could hear what was going on. And therefore they had to be full marital happiness at all times. In addition to that, they couldn't mingle with other people. They couldn't go to other Shvatim. It said each one should camp al-digloi by his banner. There was a banner for each shevet, and each shevet, each of you couldn't wander around visiting other Shvatim. No. Everybody was restricted to his place. And when the time came, a signal was given. Everybody knew a signal meant get up, together, and go. No stragglers. Nobody ever broke off in the Midbar and made a separate camp. Forty years never happened once. They kept together all the time in full orderliness and cooperation. They marched together and they encamped together. And they fulfilled everything according to the Torah. Only have one case where a man was in the Chal Shabbos 
That's the Mekeshish Eitzim. Read about it in the Seder last week. The people went out to pick them on the Shabbos. Didn't find anyone. Even though some intended to pick it, but they didn't do it. So actually, only one instance. And that person was put to death. There's no such thing as having compassion. Everything was done with the strictest retribution. And everybody knew that they had to follow all the details without any kind of exceptions. Now that was the model. Now that model is there for a purpose. That purpose is to serve as a model for all their posterity. We expect to be an orderly people. Not only in keeping with the Torah, which requires a great deal of orderliness. No question about it. The Torah requires you to do things at a certain time, in a certain way. Otherwise, sometimes, it's the Isra Isra. Like hummets. To keep the dough. A moment later, it turns into hummets. Krishna, a moment later, it lost the mitzvah forever. And so, everything in the Torah had to be done precisely. Which is a tremendous china. But the experience in the Midbar, besides the mitzvahs of the Torah, are a model for us. I want to explain that. The Alma gives a big chiddush. Alma says, Shema Yisrael, listen Yisrael. So Alma said, doesn't mean only listen to the Hashem and to the Torah. You should listen to your fellow man too. It's a queer thing to say. Oh, the mitzvahs of the Torah, he says, all models of proper behavior too. As much as possible, listen to your fellow man. Now that's a big chiddush. Another case. After the Machlekes against Meshach Rabbeinu, it said, Well, you, well, Yakshu is Orpam Oat. They shouldn't harden their, stiffen their necks anymore. That's after the story of Kerach and Adosa. They shouldn't, shouldn't stiffen their necks anymore. So Amma said, Not only talking about a national level, they shouldn't stiffen their necks against the leadership of Meshach Rabbeinu. No, a Jew shouldn't be stiff-necked, our mom says. So there are a number of places we'll learn from the Torah models for our private behavior in in Odom Lechavere. Now, we take also the orderliness of the camps when they were under surveillance all the time as a model how our nation has to behave privately. You should always feel if, you, if you're under surveillance. At all times, you should never think that you are at liberty to do things, even if it's not a matter of halacha. Still, you're under surveillance. And therefore, say that orderliness is the foundation of Torah. Now, in our private lives, there's no question. Of course, almost all Jews who keep the Torah are orally in that sense. But there's also oralness also in other things. For instance, oralness in safety. 
very important matter. All of us in safety. We have little children in the house. Must be careful not to let little objects lie around on the floor or on the table. Very important. The windows should be watched. Children can climb out through windows. Many other things. Also safety. So nowadays you have to keep the back porch closed all the time. Can't rely on the fact that it's elevated one story above the street. Criminals climb up poles. Have to be very careful. When the bell rings, don't ring the bell to answer and let the open the door open up. You have to find out who's there. Happened in the borough park. Bell rang. A woman didn't ask any question. Pressed the button, opened it up. Italian came up and killed her. And so orderliness is very important in our lives. When you cross streets, it's important to be a Masuda. Just can't cross. You have to look left and right, left and right, where you cross. Now these principles, although many people will say without any learning the this, Sefer, this so my Kamashmalon, but they extend to very many areas in our lives. And we have to try to introduce the state of oralness in everything, besides in Davanin, put your mind on your Davanin, and try to push all other thoughts out of your mind. You can think about them later. But everything else you do has to be done with this principle in mind. Therefore, he suggests that every week, that once in every 13 weeks, we work on that. The 13 principles, and we concentrate one week entirely on Seda. And the motto should be repeated. Everybody should say the Bhatu Balper at the beginning of this chapter. Kol Masecho all your deeds and all your objects, your belongings, should be arranged by you. Kol Achas everyone in a certain place, Obizman in a certain time. The all your thoughts, say Pinuya Tomit your thoughts should be entirely devoted to thinking on what's just right now before you to do. Say that inside, that motto. It's not only a matter of Musa. Say it is a matter of self-preservation. To do things according to the right way. Now that's easy to say. I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying it to myself to hear too. Everybody can improve when he learns these things. How important it is be Misuta. We mentioned before Misuta and going to sleep on time. Very important to go to sleep on time. Misuta even to eat on time. Shinoivest, Tchilas Chilumayan. What it says, changing the regular schedule can be a beginning, Cholila, 
of a sickness. And therefore, when we learn these things, we have to know that we're doing nobody a benefit as big as to ourselves. Now, the truth is, there's nothing here. It should be spoken about with hundreds of examples. Otherwise, we won't apply it in practical use unless we heard cases, instances where it should be done. But we're going on to the next anyhow. And the next subject is Charitas. The word Charitas, you might ask, why called Charitas? Why not call it Zerizas? It should mean alacrity to do good things. But from here, we want to see in the Mechabah, it's not merely the readiness to do. Mesut Hashem has chapters on the mid of Jesus, and he speaks in general of the necessity to be energetic in doing. And he states in one place that if a person neglects an opportunity to do something, it's a very quick expression. The biggest sakone of all, if you miss an opportunity to do what you have to do, it means this. The person transgresses a love, a losasa, then, although it's a great misfortune, but still, when he does shuva, it's wiped off the books. If a person failed to do a mitzvah, even though he did shuva, and is forgiven for the sin, not doing the mitzvah, but he doesn't have the mitzvah. It's called mi'uvos lo Something has been twisted and can never be straightened out. It's lost forever. And even though similar opportunities arise to do the same mitzvah, however, that one mitzvah he could have added is the eternal loss. Now, when a person did not do tshuva for a losaset, and he went to Gehenna to get a kapot, eventually, he's not a Rosh Gomor, eventually, after much suffering, he comes out of Gehenna purified, and now he goes to Ganeidan to enjoy the rewards for his mitzvahs. So the rewards for mitzvahs is forever and ever. The punishment comes to an end, but the reward never comes to an end. And therefore, when a mitzvah is lost, it's something that will be an eternal possession. So in a certain sense, uh, Mitzvah's Asay is much more important than the Mitzvah's Losase. That's where Ein Sakonik Yisakonos, the danger of doing something, losing something good has no equal to it. All other things can be atoned for. Some are atoned in this world, some are atoned in Gehenna, but there's an atonement. 
but there's no atonement for losing something of a positive accomplishment. This was asked. Now we're going to start his attitude. He doesn't say merely his reasons like this in the show. He adds something else. To Zrizi as first of all, plan what you have to do. That is, to him, the beginning of the Chirisus. And once you planned it, then go ahead and do it without delay. Now we'll look at the motto first. Chirisus. Kol al Whatever you do, first it has to be done by weighing it in your mind, by due consideration. That takes time. Don't do things impulsively. Even though you're a zealous and you're in a hurry to do the mitzvah, think over, is this the way to do it? Or maybe I have to know more about the details where I can start. Whatever it is, it needs shikoladas. Now, then, when you conclude it in your mind, what to do, then, kum get up and do it, and don't postpone. Don't postpone. So he adds to his leaders also the necessity to consider beforehand what's the proper way to do I'm sure the Mitzvah Shah meant that too, but he doesn't mention it at all. He mentions doing what's right without delay, and he speaks a great deal about that. And here he tells us, first, consider in your mind what's the right way to do, and then when you have made your decision, get up and do it without delay. Now we start men base, just keep men up, men base. Pay base. Well come okay in autumn is a man when there's a child, human beings. The reason human reason did not begin to demonstrate itself now that's hard to say, but you know a little child does have a certain human reason. More than an animal. But he means a more mature human reason. That's what he means. Who He learns and continues to improve by experience. Like the way of the ideas that we learned about by Behemoth. Now Behemoth said you can train to do things by experience. You can make a behemoth that would like to run around wild on the fields. You can make it an obedient servant, like a horse that pulls a wagon, or he carries a rider on his back, and so on. So a child is also like that. His mind is not sufficiently capable of thinking about things, but you can train him. You can improve him by training him. The omno but when he gets older, his mind 
his rational mind had become right, if Shilo called circular and sufficiently advanced, Harehu ben Chayret, Lahala, Leakev Malchan Ezebanis. Now he's free, he's capable of restraining his animal instincts, which means he can begin to, first of all, to rebel against instruction. Where a little child, you tell him to do something, in most cases, he continues to do it, and even though sometimes you have to give him a caress or a piece of candy, but you can get him to be trained to do things. It's like a horse, but how well, you can train to do things. Sometimes you have to hit the horse if it's a little wild yet, as a colt. You have to give him a handful of hay to induce him to obey. Whatever it is, however, you train him. Because he doesn't have sickle to stand up and say no. But a child, after a while, becomes a boy, has some sickle, and he begins thinking on his own, and sometimes he resents any authority toward him. And now he takes some time out to consider. And he can see the future. And he thinks, if I'll, if I'll disobey, maybe I'll have trouble. And therefore, he uses his seichel. Or if I won't learn how to do things right, I might get into trouble. Because people that don't do things right are going to blunder through life. So when he gets a little seichel, you can teach him by means of his seichel. But in most cases, even though the cycle is already developing with him, he cannot foresee the results of the actions that an adult can see. Because he's lacking experience. So even though he has a mind, a mind that could rebel, or a mind that could see the necessity with the reason why he should obey, but he cannot see what can come as a result if it's not immediate. Sometimes it could be he's not able to see the long-range re- the results of his behavior. For instance, he doesn't know sometimes if he's being impolite to a certain person, it could cause him a great loss in the future. May harm him in the shidduch later. Doesn't think about that. Or he starts off with a goy. Doesn't know. Years later, that goy might be perilous for him. He's not able to distinguish between good and bad with a perfect distinction. Ella al onu in general, at that age, when we're young, we have a mind to think, but we don't have experience, we have to be satisfied with ordinary logic, not with a far-reaching uh, vision, foresight. 
but you have to use plain logic on the spot. Well, if say Kadin al the Mistabasai. Yes, the Paskin according what seems to be more logical. I was in to say that the very first thing that he said for Chalitzas is the ability to decide what to do. That's also an important subject. To decide what to do. Many things are not written. And they're written, they're not known by everybody. And therefore, He's not capable of true charitas. And therefore you need chokhmo in order to be a zorit. I'm going to explain that. Shlona Mela said, I'll stay ish osel ovalti. I pass by the field of a lazy man. I'll carry him odem chasalev. And by the vineyard of a person liking sechel. And I saw it was overgrown with thorns and brambles. Now he's talking about one person. In one place he calls him an otzo, a lazy man, then he calls him a chasa, a lady like seichel. So we learn from this that a lazy man likes seichel. He doesn't have the ability to understand why it's necessary to get busy and to weed out the thorns from his field. Or like it said here, chokhom otzo be'eno mishibi mishibetam. A lazy man is more wise in his own opinion than seven wise men around his bed. That's the seven mashgichim come upstairs in the dormitory of the yeshiva and the boy is lying in bed. They start explaining the necessity to get up now. And he's able to give arguments to each one of them. He answers them back. He thinks his seichel is sufficient. Of course it's the wrong seichel. But he's the lazy fellow manufactures wrong ideas to justify himself. So Chocham, also of the lazy man, is wiser in his own eyes more than seven people who can speak wisdom to him. So thereby the first thing is you have to learn a certain amount of prudence, wisdom. After prudence means to know what's good for you. And therefore, before we start on the subject of Chalises, which really is Jesus, it's necessary to be able to understand what are the things in life or what are the emergencies in life that we have to take action and what kind of action. And this you need many examples, many instances, what to do, when not to do, when to keep white, when to speak, when to act, when not to act. And that should be the beginning. Otherwise with that, this Jesus can be a most harmful meter. It's impulsive. Here's a woman angry at her husband because he insulted her. So she says, get out of the house, calls police, and now she's ruined. Her life is ruined. She broke up her marriage. And later in life, she'll regret it. But at the time, she's impulsive. Now she's a Zoris. But that kind of a Zoris is a tragedy to smash her marriage with Jesus. Have to think it over. So now we understand how important is what he's telling here that the media of Zlizis has to have a Hagdome of Shishuadas. And that's why together it's called Charitas. It's called efficiency. Efficiency is more important than alacrity. Efficiency means, of course, being, having alacrity. Also means having the ability to know what to do. 
or when not to do. So we'll call it, instead of Zlizis, we'll call it Charesis, and Charesis means efficiency. Let's stop here. And Charesis, on page Samech Tes, paragraph Samech Gimel. Learned it already? He speaks about an example of the necessity of this meat of Charitzis. Some people are very quick to make decisions. Hamloha means to consider what to do. They're very quick. Ukilu neig es kol asoko batsas hanevesh abamisavad. Like he conducts all of his affairs only with his brutal side of his nature, which means the mind does not participate. The impulse, as soon as it comes up, he follows the impulse. For all of Omar Akosu, machshivas chorutz. Now, Chorutz, we have to know, is considered a good meter. That's what he's talking about here. However, in a certain sense, it's injurious. The thoughts of a efficient person, a quick person, are only for waste. The whole Oats Achlamachse. And anyone is in a hurry only for the purpose of a loss. Hurry causes losses. Haste makes waste. Now, Ukenegeze, however, the other extreme, Yeshlocha Odel Maskilu Mohir, there's a person who is why intelligent in a certain kind of uh, profession, Omolocha. You do, or a certain kind of uh, calling, but he's lacking ideas and plans how to do other things. He is skilled in his field and no more. Suppose an unusual a strange kind of question comes up to him that is not accustomed to deal with. Azaihu Khoshev Omishakim Isnachim. He thinks about it and he finds ideas about it and he keeps on cancelling out these ideas and finding other ideas. Is a person who cannot come to a decision. In case he continues to take counsel with himself and has doubts without an end. That's the other extreme. He's too much hesitant to make a decision. So the first is people who make no decisions at all. They hurry and do without any decision. And the others, those who have difficulty coming to any decision at all, and therefore, 
they continue to postpone and they lose out. His virtue, which is mean, he's a person who thinks things over, that is really his harm, his undoing. The fact that he thinks things over is his undoing, because he thinks too much and therefore it doesn't do. Because he has intelligence, you can always find reasons to defend the principle of doing it or reasons to decide not to do it. Endless. Or I'll call upon him or he postpones doing the thing. Even if he does it eventually, but he does it much later than he should have done it. The first half to here. If he loses the mystery entirely, or he loses the thing partially. means by thinking over and delaying, years go by. Sometimes it's a good idea that he had, but years go by and before he does it. Muscle. And therefore he loses the reward that he could have gained, the profit, a long time. He's thinking over she should get a comrade with whom to learn Torah at certain times or to do other kinds of things, mitzvahs together. And he thinks it over and he postpones it. There are certain small barriers, small obstacles and they're afraid also people might ridicule him when he's coming together with that person to sit and learn and they might, he thinks that they might ridicule him. At until that person he finds somebody else and he loses out. Now that's only an example of what happens to almost everybody. <coughs> everybody has good intentions that they don't fully fulfill. Now some people have no intentions at all, but we don't talk to such people. We're dealing with people who are intelligent and have ideals. But the ideals are usually not carried out. That's what he's telling us. And we have to know <coughs> that we live for the purpose of a doing. Of a doing. It says, I see some, as Kol Mitzvah you'll do my commandments, and you'll become holy. The mitzvahs make people holy. If you do the right things, whether it's a mitzvah of learning Torah, or the mitzvah of practicing Dhamma with Kavana, which is a profession in itself, to learn how Dhamma with Kavana is a skill in itself, or Mitzvah Gimilus Chasodim, learn how to do favors to people, or a Mitzvah of perfecting your character. So many areas in which a person can perfect his character. And there are all these things are waiting. Now many people don't even dream that there are such things available. But people who did learn a little are aware that they have such things and they think maybe someday I'll do it 
and they keep on postponing, and sometimes their lives go by, and it's not done. I can look back on my own life, things I intended to do, and I didn't do, and I regret. Years passed by, I didn't do those things. And therefore, we're not talking about mitzvahs that every Jew has to do. We're talking about things of gaining shlemus, perfection, by doing things like uh, learning certain subjects that ordinarily are not studied, or practicing certain forms of excellence or character. And it takes a little time to think about it and to get ahead, start ahead and doing it. And most people are guilty of postponing and losing out. And the time comes when it's too late to do it. That's what he's saying now. And that's why it's so important to gain that attitude. A mitzvah comes to your hand. Do not postpone it. I'll say a few lines that you just learned, and that's all for now.